you're about to enter seventh heaven. If you like this pod, then you can show your support by rating us five stars and hitting that little subscribe button to help us climb the pod rankings and spread the sevens gospel. If you're looking for extra content, you can go to our YouTube page or our social channels, Twitter and Instagram, our handle at seventh heaven pod. Again, like, subscribe, share, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Here we go, just in the nick of time for your commute from the bedroom to the kitchen to the living room to the couch to pretend that you're working from home. Seventh Heaven, your celestial one-stop shop for all things Sevens is back in your ears. Even though there is no Sevens to speak of for the foreseeable future, I'm back, Chippy's back, Mitch is back, and by the wizardry of modern technology, we are all in Seventh Heaven in spirit because Seventh Heaven isn't a location it's a state of mind. Uh, Chippy, you're in the Isle of Wight. Mitch, you're in Tooting. I'm in Putney. Boys, we're back. That's great intro, Burnsy. Absolutely love it. Love the energy. That's your best yet. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, I wasn't yeah, ready. Luck, luck. I'm, so, I'm so not ready for this. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't had 16 days to think about it. So, <laughs> How have you been surviving, Burnsy, without the podcast? I'll, I'll be honest, I've been low. I've been low. I've uh, been a bit listless. I've struggled to get myself up for doing any extra work when the prospect of sitting on the couch is just sapping all my creativity. But speaking to you, boys, it, it genuinely feels good to be back. I feel back in the groove. Burnsy, more to the point, how are you dealing with the uh, under 12B season being put off? Oh, uh, well, as you well know, the under 9Bs lost their, nine, final, their final match of the season, but the stats were in. They won 69% of their matches across the season, so they were the third most successful team at the school. But we probably played the most enterprising rugby, so, yeah. yeah how do you Huda. measure success? How do you measure success, Benzie? That's the thing. If they're playing well, champagne think, rugby, that's you've achieved it. Well, I'd like to use uh, one of Chippy's statements from the first pod. Uh, stories, not stats. Stories, not stats, boys. That's that's what that's what rugby's about. Excellence is a habit. <laughs> Excellence is a habit for wankers who have it on their uh, their show reels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're in episode ten, boys. And if I remember correctly, the purpose of this pod when we started all the way back when was to get enough notoriety that someone would pay for me to go out to Tokyo to cover the Olympics. And it's been snatched away from me. So any sympathy would be welcome. I don't know if you boys know how that feels, but it's tough news to take. I feel for you. I feel for you, mate. Hard lines, Burnsy. Good for you. This is your your one shot, Burnsy, and it's been ripped away from you. My one shot. But, I mean, that's, that's the elephant in the room addressed, boys. Olympics is off, gutted for you guys, but it's being postponed till 2021. Yeah, so it's obviously cancelled by a year. Um, in the bigger picture, it's obviously the right thing to do. I'm going to give you the media spiel saying like it's the right thing to do, but I was man down when I heard about it, proper good, uh, especially because I'm out of contract at the end of the year, which puts me in a tricky spot to try and get another deal, see if I can uh, butter Simon more up to give me, keep me on one more year. I'm not fucking leaving. 
Who do who do you butter up there? Do you butter up James Rodwell or Simon Amor? Is it is it the uh, organ player or the grinder? Organ grinder or the monkey? What's this expression? <laughs> what, what is that? I did not know what expression that is. No, I don't think you can butter either of them up. They are um, yeah, both like it's it's hard, isn't it? I haven't spoke to Rodders about it, but I um, I rang Sai about twenty minutes after the Olympics got postponed and just and said to him, listen. Like I'm not fucking leaving. I'm I'm staying. I'm I, I'm keen to stay. These are my plans. Like everything's changed. Um, let me know. Uh, but we're still waiting on. Uh, they're not making any calls because obviously there are a few. We're in a bit of financial difficulty with this whole um, everything getting shut down. Um, so we, yeah, not not yet made made a call. Or maybe they've just told me that and <laughs> signing everyone else. Wait, if, <laughs> if if memory serves me correctly, Chippy, you're. You're number one on the invite list to the Corona meetings. Corona meetings? The Cobra meetings. <laughs> I um, definitely am to the Corona meetings. The, the Corona Cobra <laughs> meetings. So they're saying 2021, but you had a bit of inside scoop on another route. What, are they instead of having it instead of the Commonwealth Games of 2022? I'm not Correct. sure that's... Um, well, I don't know. They said 2021 now, but it kind of all depends where the world is. Do you know what I mean? If like some countries are behind others in the curve, are they want going to want to travel to to Tokyo? And then if Tokyo is not certain where they're at, it's there's a million questions. No one knows the answers. Um, it's been put off by one more year. So one more year of sevens. See if I can grind it out. See if the old legs will keep ticking over. See if the derby will tuck into the shorts for one more year. There has been some chat that. Well, if 2021 doesn't happen, that it might replace the Commonwealth Games in 2022. Yeah, I've heard that, but you never know. There's there's so much spice flying around at the moment. It's all conjecture. Like it's conspiracies. A, it's no all conjecture really nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, no one's got a clue. It's good that there's some hope, though, that it's still going ahead because there was a fear that I think they were just going to cancel the Olympics outright, um, which would have been even more heartbreaking. So at least they still hope that it's going ahead at some point we'll just have to wait and see it's a funny old funny old episode to be recording because the world series is over for the season although the word is that london and paris are going to try and reschedule for september they're the only weekends that exist in the schedule for it to be hosted in london and then paris in consecutive weeks and then obviously hong kong and singapore are penciled in for october and then for the series to start again in, in Dubai, end of come, come this end of November, beginning of December. But realistically, do you think that teams or unions are going to want to play 14 World Series legs in a season in the build-up to the Olympics? Are you looking for a call-up, Benzie? You think they might need some, some extra players? This is your chance. God has given me one more year. One more <laughs> year to turn the corner. To pull back the sounds of time. <laughs> there's a, there's no way that any teams would enjoy the prospect of having 14 games, 14 tournaments in, in one season, which is essentially what it is. It's just that, like no player can, well, I want to say no player, but there, <clears throat> it'd be a risky game as a player trying to do all 14 tournaments unless there was some sort of rotation going on. I think they're going to can the rest of the season, personally. I don't think by September we'll be ready to rock and roll with everything in the world. I don't think the world will be in a point where they can have people travelling all over. So I'd imagine that they penciled it in for now with London mm. and Paris, but I think they'll get canned. And then um, I'd imagine we'll just kick on again in 
like the start of start of December and November, if that, to be honest. Who knows? Difficult though, what you do with like who wins the series, who gets relegated, do they just take it from where it was? Because then obviously with the way the series works, you probably some tournaments you're gonna have a habit of finishing better than others. So thinking about Wales, for example, two kind of home tournaments that they miss out on where they might have got better points. It's a tough situation. What would you do? I don't know. What do you do? You've got to ride the season off and relegate Wales, haven't you? <laughs> oh, Burnsy. <laughs> Bloody hell. Shout, shout out to Luke Trahana. Everybody, everybody knows I'm joking. But you're, you're right. It's so tough. And you think about those, um, those qualifiers that were so fiercely competed in Chile and Uruguay. And there's going to be no end goal now for, for them at Hong Kong. And that's, that's programs that's that's players who've built up to that moment for an attempt to be promoted to be a core nation, um, and that and that opportunity has been dashed. Mm. So it's a really difficult shout for world rugby, isn't it? To be honest, though, some of those programs might be folding anyway after all of this. You know what I mean? There's unions are going to be pretty stretched with no rugby going on, no streams of income. Sevens programs, mm. bar a few, tend not to be that well funded anyway. What are you giggling at? I'm just, just laughing at your shirt and your banana as a microphone. Yeah, I, I'm thinking exactly the same. I was going to say, um, to all the people who are just listening and not watching the, the video clip that might go up of this, uh, Mitch has got his camera propped up by his Olympic medal. He's got a banana as a microphone and a terrible shirt on. He looks like he's in the Bahamas, except he's in Tutti. Burnsy, we always get into you. I think you actually look quite good today. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks so much. Appreciate that, Chip. You're obviously after something, aren't you? <laughs> well, you Actually, never know. For... Next year, I might be updating my LinkedIn to former England Sevens player. Well, I, I was going to bring this up because you're, you're officially in the media world now. I know that Mitch has been talking about his role in the media over the last few weeks, but you've officially dipped your toe into the media world because your LinkedIn now says podcaster. It says po- <laughs> podcaster and professional rugby player. I've made it, Burnsy. I've made <laughs> it. They're your two skills that you, you've got. They're your two, two job roles. Yes, yes. I'm also a volunteer. I've got my volunteer for Three Pillars charity. Big shout out to Three Pillars. Um, so I've got that, on, got that on there now. Just, um, it was a kind of uh, change your pants uh, LinkedIn time when uh, we found out the Olympics had been pushed. I thought, oh, shit, better get, better get on my LinkedIn, make sure I've got a job, progress, job prospects for next year. Good, good time to be a podcaster, though, lads. There's nothing That's else it. for people to do but consume <laughs> content voraciously. So Yeah, I'm sure people are waiting with bated breath for us to put out another podcast. Well, <laughs> a sevens I, podcast that's not about wait- sevens. We've kept them waiting. We've made them work for it. I mean, we look, we were talking about this, Mitch, yesterday, that people have blown their load. We don't talk outside the pod, Benzie. We don't talk outside the pod, mate. Good joke. We say do. Do you remember we had that chat with um, that other player who was looking to bring in instead of Chip? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that one. Shout out to Will Muir. <laughs> But we were, no, we, were talk, we were talking about how there's just, like, people are vomiting content all over the place and just everything is being spewed out so good old seventh heaven bided our time patient with the ball in hand spotted the gap and now we're now we're going through and we've got a master plan behind us to uh, win the long run haven't we lads has Mitch put you on overs or unders um see I always struggled with the term overs and unders I just sort of I just ran, <laughs> ran lines and people would find me I don't know That's if you it. remember Trezor Le, um, Le Mans, Loire Loire. He used to play for Portsmouth. And 
Harry, uh, if you play up front, Harry Redknapp once said, said, uh, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. So I can't imagine any defender knows what he's going to do next. So <laughs> that's what makes him so difficult to defend. Very similar, you, to, very similar to the way I used to approach the game. <laughs> Love that. But come on, lads. So, so what have you been up to? Chip, you're in the Isle of Wight. Mitch, you're in Tooting. It's not like you, uh, you, you can work from home. So where are you left for the next few months? Well, so we've been, we've always sent training schedules out um, and it's kind of do what you can with what you've got. So reporting back. So I've like, just been trying to lift what I can. I've got some logs. Um, what else have been doing? Some band work. Uh, and the running is quite easy to get in. You've just got to get to a pitch or they're doing some long steady state runs. Just keep keeping yourself ticking over. Having something to do in the day as well. It's kind of a good like mental tick off rather than just being sedentary and just sitting on the couch or filling my ass all day. Like boring. <laughs> each each to their own chip. What about you? What about you, Mitch? What sort of training yeah, well, have they got you guys doing? Because so I guess they don't know when you're next going to be I, I haven't been doing much because I was ill, but I did do a couple of sessions and uh so it's stuff like we don't need to add to the nonsense that's just spewing around, as you said, on social media. Every, every man his dog's got a bloody home workout video going up. But we'll add to the noise. Um, like pull-ups, push-ups, the basic stuff. Pull-ups are a tricky one, Chippy, actually. How have you managed to do those without a bar? I've got a tree. It's got two oh, branches that, that go off and away, but it's on an nice. angle, you see. So I'm, just, I'm getting mad like forearm doms the next day from holding on on an angle. Yeah, I had the same. I'm doing it on the shed roof. There's a bit of an overhang on my shed roof. And it's luckily I'm, I haven't put on too much weight yet. It's still holding me up. That'd be me going Breaking. through the shed, shed roof. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be over. letting you do it on my shed roof, mate. No, next door, <laughs> next door. Um, you've got a step ladder to get up there as well. <laughs> I do have to stand on a chair to get up there, actually. Yeah. Um, what else are we doing? Yeah, stuff with like, we've got like stretchy bands. So you can use those for like resisted work, um, jumps. Very basic stuff. I quite like it, though, in a way, going back to the basics, because, you know, so much in sport is like fancy facilities, all the gear with a bit of an idea, whereas now we've got no gear, you've got to make do. On a point on that, I've not seen so many barbells outside the gym in my whole entire life. Where is the rest of the rugby community getting all these barbells from? Everyone seems to have got a full gym at home. Barbells, I think they've been getting them delivered, haven't they? Some clubs Jeff. have like sent out gear for their players, I've heard. I know they gave Marcus Watson a spin bike. <laughs> I'm just, just saying they didn't take, give him take any it how you want. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus, like, you know, we all know like what you're prone to do. And if you want a spin bike, you can take it. But here we go. Here's for you, Marcus. <laughs> what exercise have you been doing, Bernsey? What What's your kind of home workout of choice that you've picked off the internet? Well, I mean, I'm going to get ready for some abuse here from Chip. But as you know, I uh, I recently embarked on a, a minor CrossFit career. And uh, so I've been doing virtual workouts on Zoom in the mornings. So, and I, with, my, with my mate, SW18, Alex Cotton Porter. Uh, no, I've been doing it with a rival gym, actually. <gasps> rival gym. But it's it's good. going to have to edit it is, that out. It is hard to motivate yourself, though. Is, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm just like a, I'm just a civilian, but you know, for you guys, it's going to be really hard to motivate yourselves because, a, like, what, what is your trading gear towards? It's you don't have a tournament, 
in the diary or in the future that you're ramping up incrementally to. And you don't know when you're next going to be playing rugby. And obviously, you know, without wishing to dive too deep into the pits of your Olympic despair, you don't have that (laughs) marquee tournament in the summer to look forward to now. So... I wouldn't even look that far, Burnsy. I haven't even got a contract in a month. Hey, you've got to play it cooler, Chippy. Got to play it I mean, cooler. Yeah, That's so, the third sorry, time you mentioned the contract now. Yeah. Let them come not to listening you. to the pod either. Yeah. Nah, I hope not. You've already sent your mate over to her across the dance floor to say, my mate fancies you. <laughs> and uh, then your other mates walked past and said loudly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mate fancies you. Now you're going over, okay? You're going to you're gonna scare her off, okay? I've Did gone straight, cool? straight in and tried to finger her, haven't I? <laughs> I've, I've had the hand slap I've had the hand slap let's pull it back uh, Bernsey is it true you've been doing three sets of five minutes mic discipline three sets of five <laughs> mic discipline look how chilled I am with the mic yeah right. you, you two with your aerosol spray and your banana is the best I've ever seen you hold a mic it's the most disciplined you've ever been if we were actually using those as microphones, it would make my editing life a whole lot easier. One night in heaven, one night in heaven. I, I don't think I've, I've drunk so much in one year, in like in the whole year, actually, as I have the last couple of days, because there is an absence of things to do. Is that a fear for you boys? Getting stuck, stuck into the food and the sedentary lifestyle? Because, right, you can train, you can do your training bits, but you're actually not on your feet as much as you would be in day to day, because uh-huh. I'm sure that you're. You're walking around, you're moving more, whereas all, all movement is being limited. So you're not getting that that residual or supplementary exercise that you take for granted. Yeah, and realistically, training, it's difficult to make training quite as hard. Like you're not having your one or two really tough rugby sessions, for example, in the week. You're probably not burning as many calories if you're as if you're lifting like heavy-ish weights. Um, so yeah, you got it's hard though because you know, there's crumpet. I bought crumpets the other day and oh. they're bloody good with Nutella on them. I've just found out. So, butter, but, butter and Nutella or just Nutella? No, nah, just Nutella. I'm not, you know, crazy. I put a rogue Wait. one out there for you with crumpets. Philadelphia. Mm. Game changer. If just you were, Philadelphia. If you, yeah. if you stab down into like the top a bit more when buttering, it increases its. Uh, capacity mm. to hold more butter so right. you yeah. can get you can get some extra in there as well <laughs> these are not the kind of tips that people are no. putting out on their social but they should be yeah <laughs> sod the home training let's put out some really important useful stuff hashtag real talk <laughs> hashtag crumpet goals uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right should we uh should we get some more uh sevens based chat lads let's bring let's it back to what we it. know Let's bring it back to what we know. And because we're trailblazers like every other podcast going, we've got a theoretical uh, dream team competition. But I don't know if anyone else has done this one yet. We are have been pontificating and perfecting our quarantine sevens dream team across the week. So it's a pretty broad remit. And I'm just we haven't been, we haven't been conferring. But I'm interested to see how we've approached it. It's just a quarantine sevens team. Uh, I don't I like doing. Are we picking forwards and backs? Or are we just getting seven on the park? I've got, I've got a nice mix. 
I've probably got I've I've got a team, yeah, but yeah, I've got a seven balanced. Okay, you're not well, you're not as much of an expert on the balance of the team as we are, Bernsey. So we'll let you off. It's all about Correct. dynamic. I'm not the Nors in this in this conversation. Where's my team gone? I've I've misplaced it. Come on, right? Let's. Um, there might be a bit of crossover. So, how do you want to do? Do you want to go one, one name at a time? No, go through your whole team. I think. All right. Who, okay. who wants don't to start take, first? Don't take forever. You can go. Or do you want to go last, Bernsey? I'll, I'll go last because your opinions are far more important than mine. Can we kick off, Mitch? Yeah, you go. You then, are Chip. desperate to kick off, aren't you? I'm ready. Whenever you are. I've just got go my team on, here. Some of us are prepared. Dungaree boy. Go for it. Okay. So I've gone for, this is the Quarantine Sevens team. We haven't got a name yet. Um, so I've got William Backer straight away in there. Going to take from him. Gonna, he's going to teach me how to dance. Great dancer, great mover, big ball carrier. Straight in there. <laughs> uh, while, while we're in quarantine, I'm going to learn some Fijian hymns from Jerry Tuai. So, <laughs> da, 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 that one. Um... I have got our friend of the podcast, JP Barak. He's going to teach me French and we're going to drink Van Rouge together just because it gets a bit lonely in quarantine. And obviously, as you said, the alcohol consumption has gone up. I put myself in there because obviously I'm in the mix. I've got, <laughs> I've got a crook Picked baker yourself. in there. Yeah, I picked <laughs> myself. I'm right in there. i got a crook baker because obviously we need someone to cook. So he's going to be cooking, crook's kitchen. And he's going <laughs> to... He's going to give me, master me in the art of being skucks. <laughs> um, and then I've got two more spaces. I've got a playmaker. This is Thomas Mitchell. You are in my quarantine sevens team. Yes. Um, because, you know, if we get bored and we're not expelling any energy, you can talk and we'll all end up falling asleep. I'm glad I served that role. Cool. And then last but not least, I've got Lewis Holland. Because um, he's going to teach me how to box. <laughs> <laughs> he, I've heard on the street that he is um, a good boxer. Seen on his Instagram recently, he likes to throw a few punches. So he's made it into my dream team. Um, so hopefully he can sturdy my jaw up a bit and show me how to throw a couple of hooks and jabs. Decent blindside as well, I hear. I've heard, yeah. He blindside by green. <laughs> all right, all right. What a. <laughs> I cannot believe you put yourself in your own quarantine team, Chip. Yeah, but what would be the point otherwise? I'm not going to get anything from it if I'm not in it. You're coaching. You're the manager. Oh, no, I'm in. I'm playing. You're playing once coach. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not on the pine. <laughs> I give, give myself a start when I can, you know. Go on then, Mitch. Let's, let's hear yours. Right, so, Chip, our brains obviously work in a similar way because there is a bit of a crossover in it in terms of things. Fantastic. So... I've got Paco Hernandez, um, Spanish, obviously, and I've also got Sasha Value. So I've got Spanish Ooh. and French language lessons ticked off. So Very I'm good. gaining skills. They're also both good lads. And I think that's important in your quarantine team. Well, I, t- my... I mean, Ooh, yeah, go on, go sorry. On. sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. Well, were you going to question whether they're good lads or whether you need good lads in your quarantine team? Well, the jury's still out on Paco after his cheap shot um, back True. in Cape Town. True, we, we still need to wait for the people to have their word on that one. Anyway, right, third player in my team, Branko Dupree, for the same reason as Chippy had for William Backer. Me and Branko have got a history of dance-offs, um, so it'd be good to have him in the mix. I've got a nice um, kind of slippery laminate floor here. It'd be good for busting a few shapes. Um, right, next player, Joe Webber. Right, if you've seen Joe Webber on social, 
The man main. can hunt. He's a main hunter. He's main. out there in the bush. He's actually he's... Kill, kills like pigs on the reg. Um, and I think if shit really gets <laughs> locked down, then we're going to need someone who knows how to hunt so that we can eat. Um, I've gone for two players from Fiji because I think if you're going to have that beautiful sound of them singing, which I think we'd all appreciate in our lockdown period. Um, and I was thinking, which two Fijian players would I want? Now, seeing as I've already packed, I've already got myself in the in the quarantine. I've got Paco, I've got Branco, I've got Joe. We're not like the biggest team. So I've got a couple of big lads. So I've got Darren Alangi and Vakur Billy. So two of the biggest boys. Um, also, because if shit goes pear and like, apocalypse happens i want a couple of lads that are going to be able to scrap and fight and i say those big boys would be pretty handy um my last player i've got carl and isles because have you seen how much fitness content that guy has <laughs> he'll keep, keep us in good nick mental nick hey the dream's not Mate, over, my fast man. twitch fiber my fast twitch fibers will be bang, bang, bang. i'll be like an elastic band hey my goal never changes i'm here to get better god is good is <laughs> it some of his content is fascinating would you wear a a bright red sweatband around your head as well for your official world series photo on their oh, website absolutely. as well just just like Carl. absolutely absolutely i've i've really thought about that i'm quite jealous of his headband because one i'm not sure how it's world rugby approved but like he doesn't even need that i actually need that to keep the barnet in check um more than he's done it more than a headband. <laughs> More than a headband. Speaking of speedsters and weird social media content, have you seen Jordan Conroy's? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about me then. <laughs> Jordan Conroy's fitness montage of him in his in his back garden in Ireland. No, I've not seen that. No. An absolutely extraordinary bit of footage. Uh, Is it? The, the guy the guy's officially lost the plot. <laughs> he's, he's tackling uh, bins. <laughs> So he'll like chip like chip ahead, tackle a bin. Uh, he's like strict pressing a barbecue at one stage. Uh, nice. all, sorts, all sorts of weird stuff going on there. While we're on so this quickly before before you say your team, Bernsey, can we quickly touch on the correlation between fast people and being really weird? If you're over thirty-seven clicks, you're weird. Like yeah, you your excuse have... then, Chip. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. Oh, I'm weird, you know what I mean? I'm one of them. I'm an oddball. Oh, you've got me. <laughs> well, I think uh, I've, I've approached my sevens team from a slightly different tack, um, which might... Which you're so happy about, aren't you? Might be a reflection on my uh, paucity of knowledge on the game itself. But I've gone for Perry Baker uh, for... Similar reasons. It's almost like when I was proposing this quarantine sevens team and used Kurt Baker as an example that someone in this conversation took Kurt Baker and stole the idea to have a Baker in the team, isn't it, Chip? Candlestick maker. Well, I've, <laughs> gone Perry, I've got I've gone Perry Baker because he can he can cook the daily bread and he can spice up any oh, uh, any dishes with the Perry Perry Perry. See, very good. Very good. So the next, the next one takes care of the Saturday night takeaway. Scott Curry. Very good. Yes. <laughs> but weirdly, initially, I'd gone for Vili Koroi because I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I can stretch that to be Koroi night. 
But then I obviously remembered that Scott Curry plays in the same team. So yeah. I didn't I didn't have to go down that route. So Scott Curry's in. Um Remy Sieger to play some computer games on. Very yeah. good. I, th- I like maybe the way that, you're going here. Maybe that speaks to a certain generation of computer game of the Sega Mega Drive. Um Dylan Sage, just to season up the, season up the odd bland dish, a few tin products. Uh, DJ Forbes on the ones and twos <laughs> for uh, for when you're having a house party. <laughs> um, who else have we got in here? Rich de Carpentier. This it'll be good to have a handyman around the house. Yes, yes. I'm really sorry, Mitch. You you haven't made the cut. <laughs> but there no. is another. But there is another Englishman in here. Dan Norton, antivirus. Oh, very good. Norton antivirus. <laughs> Norton antivirus. You see what I've done there? <laughs> so niche. Say, so niche. Say no more, fam. Say no more. Have you boys? Have you boys <laughs> picked a coach? No. I've no. gone. I've gone Mike Friday, so that we've always got that Friday feeling. Very, very good. good. Um. So yeah. Weirdly, uh, weirdly, my missus when I was talking to her about this went for Verna Cock. <laughs> uh, very good Betsy. well done Betsy. you thanks. win thanks you win. So, who, so out of out of that 21 gentlemen that we've put forward uh which seven make the cut lads william backer uh, be good value big boy good I, dancer. I like this i like the sound of big william backer potential future yeah, friend luck. of the pod as well he's been in touch hasn't he yeah, he said he's keen to come on and when we can sort out a date for him. I don't know what's a crack in Kenya at the moment with uh, with this whole thing, but we'll have to be in touch and see what he says. Yeah, yeah. so looking forward to getting uh, William back at another man that we've been in touch with, Kurt Baker. Just got married. Congratulations, Crut. And also started his own Instagram, uh, Crut's Kitchen. Uh, worth a follow if you're not following that already. What, nutrition stuff? No, it's just cooking. It's good cooking. He's a good cook. Fair play to him. Get on him. Yeah, can you just say cook a few more times there, Chip? Um, I'm not sure that everyone got the picture. <laughs> cook, that... Just cooking. Cook, just cook. Cooking. <laughs> cook, cook. Like a malfunctioning <laughs> robot. Chris Cook. I, I, think, I, think the best way, I think the best way to do this is to post all three of our teams, put it out there to the people and, and see what they think, see what they come back, see what put it, angle they come in with. Put it out to all 130 followers we've got, see what we get back. How will we sift through all the replies? <laughs> well, you actually, someone was in touch with you, weren't they, Mitch, after the last episode about something that we spoke about? Yeah, there was a bit of inaccuracy, I think, um, from what you said, actually, Burnsley, um, about how the TMO works. Um, our friend, friend of the pod, um, personal friend, friend of England Sevens, actually, Lawrence Lamb, who was our liaison officer for a long time in uh, Vancouver, um anyway he's he works with hawkeye and he was saying that actually <clears throat> uh what was he saying <laughs> i sent it to you what did he say i've forgotten now he so, said go on now he's going you know, he, i'll tell you what i'll give you the opportunity to correct yourself seeing as you got it wrong the first time well mitch if you're telling me that i'm the most interesting person of the three of us on the pod and people have been in touch about points that i've raised and expertise <laughs> that i've lended to the podcast then sure i'm happy to answer my critics. But it was with regards to how the TMO works in 
uh, well in in world rugby, but it turns it transpires that it is slightly different uh, when it comes to the World Series. And I think it might be well by the sounds of how Lawrence Lamb spoke, it is to try and make the the process more efficient and to give the TMO what he wants to see, what he feels that he needs to see, rather than have his views dictated to by the director. That was yeah. the gist so of the, it, wasn't the TMO it? has access to different views that he will request from the broadcasters who have the numerous different angles. Yeah, so it... it Good to it, clear it, that one up. Yeah, exactly. Awesome for him to get in touch. So it did raise a few, a, a bit of interest from a few people because I think that, that that stuff is quite interesting that not... Well, you guys certainly weren't too sure about how the process works and certainly people at home don't know. But what happens is there there is a director and he is showing on the big screen and to the and the TV cameras around the world, he is showing a feed. He's showing a range of clips. And that is the footage that the referee will see in the stadium on the big screen. But elsewhere in the stadium, there's the TMO and there is an operative who sits with the TMO. And that guy can show the TMO different angles. So the TMO might request specific angles and look to look at them a bit deeper. And then... The TMO will then ask that t- that operator will then ask that operator to uh, send that footage to the director. Who'll then put it onto the big screen, and the referee will see the view that the TMO has said is going to be be the best for to make the decision. So there you go. That's how that's how the TMO works. We cleared we cleared that up. I'm sure that someone's going to ring in and say that it works differently elsewhere, but that's our best understanding of, of how it is at the moment. Very Thank good, you, Jonesy. One night in heaven, one night in uh, Mitch, heaven, I want to ask you a question. Go on then. Obviously, me and you were in a different boat with like me, I was going to miss out on the last Olympics, but you went to the last Olympics. So is this one being put off? Is it as much, I don't know we can't compare like how we're feeling about the future, but is it as much of a, a shot like to the heart as Bon Jovi once said, or is it <laughs> Is it kind of like, oh, I've done it before, it's not such a big deal? Or is it, does it have the same buzz second time around? Do you know, that's that's my question. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely, um, yeah, it definitely hits hard. And I think the reason for that is because I wasn't expecting, like, I think anyone who went to the last one would have done well to kind of park that for what it was, which was great, but... I think if you're hoping too much to just replicate that same thing, either way, it was going to end up being a bit of a disappointing experience anyway. Um, and I think because I'd probably parked that last one relatively well and was really excited about the potential for this summer um, and, and going to Tokyo in its own right, um, I think the disappointment is, is still real. Um, I think I think what I will say is though, having been to one, maybe it's easier to have the perspective, which I think is useful for everyone to have. That, like, you may or may not go to the Olympics once. You may like twice, whatever. Um, Three times but, a lady. <laughs> but going this summer to Olympic Games, like whether it was your first, second, fifth, is it was not going to like make or break your life um, yeah. either way. And I think, so I think having, maybe it's easier for me to have that perspective now having done one, um, than maybe if this was going to be my first time, I, I guess. But 
Um, but yes, the disappointment's still real. Because um, I think where we're in, in the same boat, obviously, is being later in our careers and kind of having a half plan and going into this summer, being pretty excited about it, and then being comfortable that that might be the end of this chapter and moving on to something new. Um, and now it's, it's just like a big old... Uh, it's not a big old bag of dicks, like you like to say, but it's a big old bowl of the unknown, isn't it? Which we'll have to chow yeah. through. 100%. I, um, I'm 100% with you as well. You know, when you said about um, it just being a to- it's, it's another tournament and it doesn't kind of, like, define you, what you said about with that, like, going yeah, or not like going. it's not like it's just another tournament, but it no, doesn't... I, like... It's an experience. Like, if you don't get it, it's yeah. not the end of the world. There's bigger yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. And with you, without getting too deep, like that's been my kind of resounding thoughts the last couple of weeks, like being on the Isle of Wight, kind of away from everything and like just like being here with a bit of space with the dog and the new baby and Annika and Annika's family. Um, it's kind of like giving me time to think that being away from rugby, like I love it. Like, and it's made me want to play rugby even more, like especially sevens and trying to get back in and trying to get to the Olympics. But at the same time, there are bigger things like, and that's me getting a bit deep, but long walks on a beach will do that to you. But yeah, <laughs> stick with I wish it, guys. I, had a long, I wish I had a beach to do a long walk on. No, mate, you're bang on. And that was it, genuinely, like after a couple of days of digesting it, I was actually really pleased that we were kind of, we were, or the Olympics being cancelled was part of like a much bigger picture of what needs to be done right now. 100%. Burnsy, I know you're a man down about not going as well, so... Shout out to you. Hopefully you can slap a bit of this knowledge in. Someone got in touch with you, Chip, didn't they, mm. to raise some questions about, about the Olympics and where this leaves teams in their, in their cycle. Mm. Uh, Rugby Sevens Magazine, who uh, is a supporter of ours. He's a bit of a lunatic, that bloke, isn't he? Yeah, he seems Abs- pretty clean a- up. Mitch, you, absolute, him, you? An absolute content monster, but he absolutely loves his Sevens <laughs> and I think some of his stuff is, is awesome. Mate, love love the amount of content of sevens he puts out. It's great. He he ambushed me in uh, when we were in LA at the captain's photo, and he just said, "Oh, like occasionally after the photo, you, you get grabbed by various people for a quick interview." Um, normally, I just say the same old shit. It's boring uh, um, as ever. He grabbed me and he goes, uh, oh, "Mitch, just grab your sec. Uh, can you just? Um, I'll say a line, and then you like do a little rap back." <laughs> and he just he just went straight into it, and I was like. Fuck. I did see that. I just, it was it was average at best. It was really off the cuff. I quite I quite rated what he was doing with it, but yeah, caught he, me unaware. He, dig, he digs our intro music. He posted a video of him playing "One Night in Heaven" by M People, like lip syncing, as is the phrase these days, and just really really getting stuck in. So I absolutely love it. But he got in touch with you, didn't he, Chip, with some some thoughts yeah. and some questions? Yeah. Some interesting questions as well. Um, he said, what's the score for the lads who are later on in their careers? Like in their, in this cycle, like will this one more year um, like be a massive issue? And what's the crack? Like will the squad look the same? Will they be, give chance to the young nippers coming through? Um, and the answer to that is kind of, we don't really know at the moment. It all depends on who gets contracts for next year. Like I know some of the Kiwi boys are getting on a bit as well. And the South African squad, if they've got young lads coming through as well, um, so who really knows for next year? Um, it's an interesting thought, Mitch. I guess if you're a young lad who hasn't had that many World Series tournaments, you'd be like, oh, sweet. This gives me another year, potentially get more experience, put my hand up even more. Um, 
I wonder if it will hurt the teams that have got that are better organized and better planned. So those nations that have more established four year cycles and they have are probably better at planning for the future with funding being more secure, things like that, whether this actually hurts them more because they were planning up to this point and actually it's a bigger plan to dismantle than maybe some of the other nations that kind of go year by year a bit more. So you mentioned it that, you know, maybe selfishly for a lot of young nippers, the young spunkers out there, their eyes have maybe lit up and <laughs> thought, and thought, do you know what? I've got another year. I've got another season to maybe get five tournaments under my belt. Show what show what I'm capable of. Well, say they play half the tournaments. This is what I'm thinking that there's going to seven, be a bit. Seven, that is there's going to be a bit of rotation. I think I thought we agreed at the top of the program that they're going to sack the rest of the season off. We'll say there's ten okay. next year and Olympics at the end. All right, okay. unless you know otherwise, Mister Cobra. So <laughs> and they're going to see this as an opportunity that they're going to be more experienced and, as you said, older players. Some older players would have had the Olympics as. Like as their end goal, that was going to be their career crescendo. Like Nate Hiriyama, who we spoke to, he didn't say explicitly, but by the sounds of things, he was viewing the Olympics as his farewell to the game of sevens and and going out on a high. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I like. I don't think we've really got anyone. Norts is it's Norts the oldest in the squad. Yeah. Um, but he's he's still flying on. I don't know why so. how how he's still so fresh and quick. Um, but yeah, I, I still feel like I'll be flying again in a year. So be in good nick, still be ready to go. Mitch, the same. Um, but definitely gives an opportunity for the young lads, 100%. Like the more experience they get, because that's what's counting against them at this point in their careers, like the, uh, being perceived as young lads, inexperienced in big tournaments. So more tournaments we play, the more opportunities they have to kind of see what it is out there, get themselves in different scenarios, like the game scenarios, you can't put a price on how important they are, as we said before. Could it mm. serve to drive the standards of squads as a whole? Because there are experienced older players who would have thought, well, that guy's not going to be ready. I'm going to be going to the Olympics. And they maybe haven't driven themselves quite to the heights that they might have done. Whereas this year coming round, they're going to be looking over their shoulders a bit more, thinking their performances need to weigh up j just as highly as their experience. I don't know about that because that's probably been happening anyway, surely for the last couple of years. You know, knowing, with the thought to building to this summer anyway, I would have thought that will already be in place. So I don't know whether another year actually changes that too much. It's just another, because all the players are obviously different years of their, uh, different points of their cycle, aren't they anyway? So I don't know if it changes that much from that point of view. Oh, then bad question, Burnsy. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to um, shoot you down, Burnsy. But right, no. let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about the future of Seventh Heaven. I'm calling on you boys to delve into your little black book of content and pull up some rabbits out of the hat for us. So who have we got in the pipeline to come onto the show? Because we're going to have to move to a more guest interview-based format still have a bit of good fun but bring some interesting people hear their stories hear their views and learn from them well i think we want to hear as well what people so if we can hear from our faithful listeners what they enjoy and if people give us a shout we can change the format accordingly what will satisfy an hour of your quarantine needs you've yeah, got well, some famous get, friends rich you've got some famous friends tom um yeah we'll get um i think we can try and tee up ben ryan um We'll see if we can get 
uh, Rory McConaughey, uh, England full international try scorer, World Cup goer. On the, the ultimate tra- the ultimate transition tale, Rory McConaughey. Hopefully, mm. William Backer that we mentioned previously. And we're going to have a good, good, long, hard think about some other interesting people to get on. But as Mitch said, we'd love to hear who you want to hear from. One night in heaven, one night in heaven. Right. I think that's us, isn't it, lads? Happy. Any other business? Very good. Oh, quick shout out. Um, Shave and donate. Shave, nominate, donate. Uh, You might have seen it floating around Instagram. Great little thing set up by our man, AJ. Alex Davis, um, Burnsy, I think hopefully a nomination comes your way. Sort that barn out uh, for a good cause as well, donating to the NHS in this time of uh, where they're battling out. Let's see how upset he was with that. As soon there as he is- said it, he was just shaking his head. I thought the camera was wobbling. There is not a hope in hell that I'm shaving my dome, but I am happy to donate. In fact, I'm thinking of going for a Jack Goodhue across the isolation period. So, <laughs> so mullets are coming oh back in thick and fast. Dear, oh dear. I played with his brother, one of the loosest blokes you'll ever meet. Yeah, good good on the beers. Great on the beers, Look like, loves it. Absolutely, yeah. Probably detriment to his rugby career, but yeah. Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the All the best ones are, though. Yeah. Like Zach Guilford, he just, he just went off the rails, completely off the radar, didn't he, after the World Cup in 2011? 100%, yeah, loose as a goose. Didn't he go France? Yeah, completed rugby, retired to play Pro D2 rugby and just get on the source. Fair play. Oh, he's at Rouen, wasn't he? Uh, that's Rouen. where Ben Mercer played. I'm, I'm reading an interesting book at the moment called Fringes by Ben Mercer. Oh, uh, yeah. It's about Any life good? on the periphery of professional rugby. Yeah, very good. I had a had a chat on the phone to him the other day as well because I might do an interview with him. But yeah, re- really interesting. On the, on the pod. On the pod. Well, I'm happy to get him on the pod, but I don't know if it's seven specific uh, that he played Fed to rugby in France. But <laughs> <laughs> if people want to hear from him, yeah. I'm happy to, happy to bring him on. But I, I highly recommend his book, Fringes by Ben Mercer. It's a good read. Nice. That Sam, could be a feature. Okay. We could do book recommendations every week. Yeah, book club. Every pod. Seventh Heaven Book Club, I'm up for that. The first one, we got to do Seventh Heaven then. Chip, you've, uh, you've got to learn to read mm. first, but we'll, we'll phase you in as things go along. Funny you should say that. My Kindle's right here, baby. Chippy, you holding up a calculator when we're talking about books doesn't make people believe that you can read any more than you can. Whereas Mitch, the, arist- whereas Mitch the, a- the aristocrat of the show, <laughs> has three candlesticks in the background. <laughs> and a book on rugby union football. And that is why you are the king of Norse's corner, my friend. Right, boys. It's been a pleasure. Short and sweet. I look forward to reconvening in a week's time. But from all of us up here in the clouds in seventh heaven, it is adios. Thank you.